When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, it's Terry Murphy, Master Coach with Workman Success. Welcome to our monthly. This is really fun. Uh, why don't you tell us while we're getting everybody on who you are, where you're from? Just post it in the chat. We're going to have a chat. We've got beautiful Brooke signs. She's going to be sharing all of her good stuff with us. And so uh, let me know who you are. I know that, Brooke, where are you today? I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina today. Nice yeah, and sunny. Oh, yeah. Oh, stop. We're having a bad hair day here. What, what's happening in Salt Lake, Harry? Anything fun? You're muted. That's the only time Harry's quiet, by the way. Uh, well, you know, it's, uh, it's a beautiful day here, actually. Beautiful day. Is it, is it really? Yeah. Is that place like it's raining? It's like been a bad hair day for weeks. So <laughs> uh, let's see. Michael's from Fair Oaks, California. Welcome, Michael. Do we call you Michael? I like that. Um as opposed to Magic Mike. I don't know where that came from. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we're going to have some fun today. So if you don't want to have fun, get off now. Okay. Because we're going to have some fun because Brooke Signs, she is the bomb, man. She has all these great ideas and she's going to share them with all of us for the next 59 minutes. We've got Ryan. Oh no, we've got Ryan. He always looks serious, but I think he could be fine. Hi, Michael. Nice to see you. Who else is with us? Anybody else want to tell us? Raise your hand. Ashley is in Charlotte. Really? How nice. I wonder what the weather's like there. What's happening in California, Michael? Is that your real background or are you faking it? It's my backyard. It's my my outside office. Um, And my dog, my assistant, my (laughs) eight-month-old boxer puppy will probably interrupt me. It's hot out here. It's, it's been okay it's, the last day or so, but it's uh, we're all good to know. 115 next week, so Debbie we'll says Fresno, Clovis, California. Don't be jealous. Well, we are okay. We are. You know, it's really going to be a great couple of minutes here, and the reason is is because we have all these great tools and resources. And I don't know about you, but does your day ever get in the way? I mean, clearly we have an, an issue with that. And as we ask a few more people, if you don't mind to jump on. Uh, one of the things that Brooke has been so good at doing is breaking down each step so it gets done. And this woman has two kids plus a husband and three offices. So, you know, the roll your eyes. Oh, my God. How does she do it? She's about to share that. Um, we like to see your faces. Yes, unless you're having a bad hair day, but we don't care. Uh, Audrey is in Arizona. Well, Why? Okay. I mean, it's just so hot there. Really? I'm in Chicago where we can't decide if it's fall or spring. It's just going to keep raining and being miserable, but it's a great, has great pizza. So there's always a great reason to be here. So um, Harry, I'm thinking uh, it's two minutes. I'd like to give one more minute here in Houston, but I'm from Chicago. Well, yay. Okay. Come back because it's a wonderful place. Uh, to be, especially if you're looking at uh, Navy Pier today. But we just finished having some big events here for any Remaxers out there. So we're really excited to be getting joined here. Again, if you're uh, jumping on, uh, let us know if you'd like to 
just say hi. I'm Terry Murphy, Master Coach with Workman Success. And Brooke, you know, I think we're just going to launch this thing because those of us that are already here, uh, you know, our type A's, they're going to want to get going. And I, let me just tell you a little bit about Brooke. You know, like all of us, I mean, she was doing good. She was doing good. But she had an absolutely astronomical um, success. And the reason is, is she started off um, doing things well, but knowing that she has an OCD personality and she knows I can share that with her, um, she really started uh, having this moment where she realized that no matter how fast or hard she was doing it, there had to be a better way. So, Brooke, tell us a little bit about what was that moment where you realized, hmm, I need some help. Well, thanks for having me, first of all, today, Terry. It's an honor to be on with you. I just adore you so much. Um, but my first aha moment, and I think so many, whether you are in the same maybe shoes as as me or not, but so many of us have been in a similar situation. Uh, I was in my first year in real estate and was blessed to be rocking and rolling and busy, but I took a vacation to Disney. God forbid that I decide to take a vacation, right? And I head to Disney and I'm standing there in the middle. Number one, I barely remember this vacation, but I'm standing there in the middle of Magic Kingdom. And I'm, I know I see this roller coaster about to go overhead and I'm looking at it and I'm like, gosh, darn it. Those people are going to make a lot of noise. And I am on a business call right now. I'm trying to work a deal. And all of a sudden I was like, what am I doing? And so that was a very aha moment of, hey, I'm in Disney, greatest place on earth, right? I need to be with my family and, and be present and be in this vacation. And so that was very eye-opening. And I'm sure many have been in a similar situation. Well, we, we have a shock color business. Yeah, you know, people are standing there with bags of money wanting to buy a house and we have to, we feel like we have to jump on it. I'm sure everybody here has that issue. But you say that coaching with Workman really changed your business. And there was a moment uh, where there was that aha and you were at a conference. Tell us what happened that made you make the move to change from going from basically, what, 250000 or 100000 a year to two fifty to to more? Tell us about this. Yeah. So after that vacation and many days like this on the screen of mom working at the office or being um, somewhere else, right? And and my kids um, are seeing me from afar. I just look at this picture and it brings tears to my eyes because that's not the that's not the life uh, I wanted for my kids to be seeing me from an iPad. So. Um, Fast forward my first year in the business in that on that anniversary date, I was at a conference and I had seen Verl Workman speak and also Cleve Gaddis. And I am, as you said, starting this webinar, I'm an OCD person and I'm listening to them. I can admit it. It's okay. I should start a support group, but I'm, <laughs> I'm listening on stage to Verl and Cleve and they're talking about you should, you know, we have this lead tracker and we have a transaction tracker and we have all these things. And I'm like, I'm this OCD person, right? I say I'm detail oriented and I have sticky notes all over the place. I have, I mean, 
checkbooks. I'm writing names and phone numbers of people calling me. I'm writing them on my hand. I'm like, where is a pen? Let's write on with lipstick, whatever works. Like we just need to capture the information. And so hearing Burl and Cleve talk about there's a different way. And let's open the open our minds to this different way. And at that point, and after going through what I went through in Disney, I said, yes, please, let's hear the different way, because I'm sure I can, I'm sure this can be done better. And that was a huge moment for me. Well, uh, the thing is, at Workman, we do have systems, and that's what one of the biggest differentiators that we have as a, con- as a consulting and coaching company. But there are a lot of them. And uh, you said that you were sitting in your office with your admin across the way, the glass, you could see like your team sitting there and they were kind of staring at each other. And what did that prompt you to do? Uh, Yeah. So I'm big on the team works from the office. Of course that was pre COVID and everything, but I love being in an office, rubbing elbows with people that are like-minded, driven, successful, getting down to business. I feel like you can learn so much from even when you're new in the business, hearing the the phone calls and the conversations and the verbiage used. But I was at this moment that I was sitting in my office with my with my admin in there, and there was a window that looked out or into the office across the hall. And that's where all my team members were. And so there was an office, I think it was five desks sitting around the room. And I look at everyone that they're just sitting there kind of looking at each other and looking at their computer, like, okay, I'm here at work. Now, what do I do? And I was like, you know what? We have so much stuff that I want to tell them, you know, we could do this and we could do that and we could do, you know, do it over here and do it over there. And I said to myself, I think we need each one of these team members to have their own system or process or their own how-to each day. And that's where I started working on what I call my task sheets. I do have some team members that are like, oh, don't call it that. So call it whatever you want, your checklist for the day. Uh, But that was hugely impactful uh, working with my team members and incorporating that into my business. Now, let's talk about that for a second, because as a senior coach, you have impressed all of us, all of us, with your um, adoption and integration of the Workman Success Systems, because part of that, as you know, there's a lot, and we get a new person, we're so excited to help them, like, structure their day, because what you're, what we're hearing is what most agents suffer from. They go to work, they've got all this stuff to do, they're supposed to prospect, and they're supposed to follow up, and they're supposed to market, and, and you know, farm, and do social media, and all these things, and the day just goes by, and they get into bed with no dollar productive activities, and when you said your task sheets, um, tell us which one, well, tell us about the top three that you're using to help people focus on just that day. So they get something done that actually earns money as opposed to fake work, as Verl likes to call it. Yeah, and those of those that are listening and watching that are workmen coaching clients are probably familiar with some of these tools. And what's so it can be overwhelming for some of the team members is 
thinking about all the tools and how to incorporate them in their business. So I took kind of my, my top three or four, um, cause God forbid, I, I just leave it at three, but I took <laughs> the, I took this checklist and I said, okay, if we can take the top 50 and there's 50 people out of the month that we want to touch, if we divide that into a weekly number and we look at, okay, we need to reach out to two or three a day. And so I said, okay, let's put that on the checklist on this task sheet. We need to reach out to two or three top 50 a day. And then let's look at the daily success habits tracker. And those are the money-making activities. So those sorts of things include emails, phone calls, note cards, uh, you know, learning different things, getting out and showing homes, getting listing agreements signed, doing open houses. So I said, okay, if we can look at what can be on this list, and I made them different for each team member, each person, because what's different for how you want to get business, Terry, is going to be different for how maybe I want to get business. Um, If I don't like door knocking, I'm going to procrastinate on door knocking all day long because it's just not what I like. I will find any excuse to not door knock. So I wanted to choose things that were specific for each team member that were things that they were going to do and what they had had in their business plan. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second. Your your business plan. We have four pillars of income mm-hmm. because most agents just take have one and they don't realize that one could break down. As an example, think about open houses and COVID that completely slam dunk that. So one of the one of the basics for what you do that that propels the rest of it is based on these four pillars of income that we have in our business plan. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And so Am I hearing you right? Because I want to ask the question that might be in the mind of the people listening here or, or attending is that if you have um, if you have four pillars of income and do you want to share like I know that one is obviously past clients in top 50. Some people use farms. What else what else are there out there? I know that one of our other coaches, Jamie Taylor, did a great job of giving us a master of the many kinds of pillars. But tell us a little bit about the pillars, and then we'll go into how we use those into the into the daily success in the My Planned Week. Yeah, and I'll tell you, we obviously coach that you have four pillars. Some agents have 159, and it's because what I like to say, the bright, shiny object syndrome. You know, this person's doing this, so I'm going to try that. And this person's doing that, so I'm going to try that. And so I think if you can focus on the four and say, these are the four areas that I'm going to focus on getting my business from. Brooke Signs and Terry Murphy may have four areas of business and someone else has their four. So we always do, like you said, the number one is, is the top 50 or SOI, so our sphere of influence. But then the others could be, of course, geo farming, expireds, working with probate, divorce attorneys, um, doing open houses, online leads, you know, there are, there are many, but of course the goal is whatever our transaction count or income goal is for the year. We want to aim for a hundred percent out of each one of those pillars. And I just felt like that was brilliant by workman's coaching to 
aim for that because at the point, I mean, if you're aiming for 25 a year and you are doing the activities for all four of those pillars, then you can't help but hit your goal. You're actually doing the activities for a hundred transactions. I, I don't know about any of you, but I would be absolutely fine if we do a hundred transactions on a working four pillars. Well, that's the, that's the key. The key is, is that we get to the office and there's lots to do, especially if you don't have enough support. So if each pillar is supposed to, let's just say you want to make $100,000 a year, it's not 25, 25, 25. It's 100,000 from that one vertical. And that's totally possible, but it requires consistency. And the consistency from the business plan gets broken down into the month. And then the month gets broken down, as you said, into the perfect week. Now, can I ask you a question? I know that top 50, of course, is our lowest hanging fruit. Those are the people that know, like, and trust us. And we can count on them, not necessarily to give us a referral, but to leverage us to their top 50, who leverage us to their top 50, more relationship driven. So that's going to take consistency of a touch once a month. Well, the only way you can do that, you said, is if you block it in your time. So tell us how you manage the My Perfect Week. So I added the My Perfect Week into these checklists. So again, by incorporating the different programs or systems and tools into this one checklist, it allowed me to make sure that I was staying on task with what I wanted to accomplish for the day. So I broke it down. I did my My Perfect Week and I said, okay, these are the goal areas or what I want to ideally spend my time on each day. And by doing that, and then looking at breaking down the top 50 tracker into two or three a day, and then looking at what I was doing alongside the daily success habits tracker. So everything is a certain number of points. And so everything that I put on the checklist, I could attribute points to from them, the daily success habits tracker. So as long as I had this checklist for the day, which may take me, I mean, maybe I start on at 8 a.m. and I'm done by noon. And then all my points for the day of showing houses or attending listing appointments, those then I can do at that time. But it allows me to take control of my time and making sure that I'm getting those activities done. So the My Perfect Week aligned. And I had some team members that said they preferred to have that checklist or that task sheet with the My Perfect Week timeframes on it. Some people didn't want the times on it and felt that it was too, it was too restrictive because they felt like they could easily get behind. So it's something that I love that it can be fluid. I mean, we can, I had a different one for every day of the week and for different, for every team member, they had one specific to, or have one specific to what they want to do based on their four pillars, based on getting the 61 points a day as a goal and using their, my perfect week and touching base with their top 50. So we know that you've got these systems down because I know uh, from working with you uh, in that you will you will help them with the consistency of the habit, which is what the daily success habit tracker asks. So you, between the huddles and the, the meetings, um, you would actually 
designate time during each perfect week for specific prospecting activities. Uh, I I recall that I think it was Wednesday. Do you want to tell us about Wednesday? What we do on a Wednesday as an example, so those that are listening can watch. Yes. So again, with the workman systems and tools, you know, everything is only as good as we use it and put it into process. And then once we put it into the process or daily habits, then we can continue to level up and increase how we use it. And in doing in breaking it down that way, it allowed me to be able to say, you know, it's like when we're going to the gym, Terry, and and I'm more apt to show up if I know, and especially show up at a certain time, if I know I'm supposed to meet you at the gym entrance at 8 a.m. I'm I might have an excuse the first day. But how many excuses can I really come up with to not meet you at the gym? And it's rude. It's disrespectful to your time. I mean, all the things. So if we can align together and have that accountability or encouragement for one another, it puts us on a different playing field at a different level. And so what I did with my team is I said, let's just get together and connect with our leads every Wednesday after our huddle at 1030. And we should be able to do that in one hour. So we would do our huddle. We would break, get together and say, okay, we're calling our B leads this week or our C leads. And we go through and we talk about if, if anyone needs ideas on what to talk to them about or how to make those calls or texts or whatever it may be. I mean, I always coach and teach our team that however they reach out to you is how we should reach out to them. So some clients are Facebook messengers, some are text, phone call. And so we reach out to them the way they want to be communicated with. And we go through and in an hour, maybe an hour and a half max, we've connected with or basically told all of our prospects and clients that we haven't forgotten about them. And we're working so this is, I mean, if you're, if you really want to advance your business, it's about creating relationships and relationships have to have value. There has to be some kind of value as opposed to having them file a restraining order because you're just calling them, asking them to pack up and move. Mm-hmm. So um, for, we have a question from Ryan, how many team members? And and if you're just joining the call, Brooke has been absolutely magnificent with building her business from, you know, being a, a single person solopreneur, so to speak, to having three offices in three different states. She has one in Grand Rapids, one in Charlotte, North Carolina, and one in St. Pete Beach in Florida. Now, how do you do that? You have to have team members. And one of the things we're going to get into here, because one of the greatest questions, uh, Harry, one of the great uh, people uh, we work with at Workman, brilliant man, said, um, how do we, uh, how do we Going back to the Disney issue, I mean, giving yourself permission to know that these people are being incubated and cared for and literally growing the prospecting base with regularity and consistency. How many people do you have? Uh, I have five team members, including myself. I am licensed as a broker in all three states, not a broker owner, but a broker. Uh, So I have five, including myself in the Grand Rapids, Michigan or West Michigan area. 
five, including myself in North Carolina in the Charlotte area and two, including myself in St. Pete Beach, Florida. Yeah. And I just want to throw in something personal here. I actually had a uh, referral and I, and I just put up there, like, who do we have? And of course, you know, workmen, if you're one of the workmen people, we have a whole referral network. And sure enough, Brooke comes up, this girl called me like lickety split. It was like, oh my God, it, it was so good to know that somebody's out there being seen, value, and heard. And you say that because not everybody on this call, how many people just raise your hand, uh, actually have a team? Anybody? Let's see how many hands go up. We've got Michael and who else? Anybody? Um, I'm, I can't see everybody. What do, you, what do we got? Okay, we've Jonathan. got Jonathan. Thank you. I feel like romper room. I see Jonathan. I see. They don't even remember romper room except for Michael and I. Yeah. So, oh, Harry too. Yeah. But at the end of the day, uh, and and I know Stephanie does. Thank you for being on, Stephanie. Um, the consumer today wants a lot, and we have a lot more to each transaction. And so, we have to have these systems in place. But how did you? Because I know that you during COVID, you took your whole family for a month and left town, basically, witness protection for a month. And yet you were able to continue, you know, sustaining your business, growing your business in spite of because the systems supported the actions, which supported the outcomes. Tell us a little bit about um, how do you can, how can you, how do you invest in this team so that they do these things? Because everybody here, I'm sure struggles with doing this themselves. And so that you can give yourself permission to have a life. What is brilliant about Workman Success Systems is that everyone has a story and we all have different stories. And when I first heard Verl and Cleve speak and they talked about Christy Buck and how she had grown this amazing team and continued to grow and develop her business and production and also her team members over time, I was wowed and I wanted to do just that. And I'm sure many, I mean, that's how many workman coaching clients start out is they want to, they want to do similar things. They want to get their life back, grow their business and their production, um, but not at the expense of our significant other or our family or friends. And so with the workman systems and tools and me being able to put those into place, I mean, things like the daily huddle. And being able to educate my team on a daily basis and have a conversation with them about how and what we're going to do and what their day looks like and giving them some motivation. And I've been doing the daily huddle now as a coaching client of Workman for, I think, eight years. And so the repetition is just, I mean, I don't need to... I bring team members on, we set the expectation, we talk about the daily huddle and its value because I do think the why behind it is important. We're not just having a call every morning on Zoom for fun. It allows us to start our day off right and use the wisdom of the crowd and motivate and encourage one another. And which of course is very important when I'm in three different states because I can't physically be in three different states. Which brings me to the question, I'm sure everybody here has got the same one, like how do you run a huddle in three different states in three different time zones? And you've got a secret sauce on that. Tell us what that is. Well, thank goodness it's all the same time zone. Otherwise, I would be in big trouble. But what we do is we have everyone get on all together. And prior to COVID, I really thought that each team 
would want to not necessarily, you know, what does the Michigan team have to do with the North Carolina team and with Florida and et cetera. But COVID taught me, I mean, my team members were asking me, we want to be on together. We want to do this together. And that played in so well to the amazing team culture that we have today. And instead, what we're able to do is if my Michigan team has something that's that's working great for door knocking, a script or something with attorneys and uh, geofarming, et cetera, we can duplicate that. We share that on our huddles with the other two teams. And so how great is that, that we can all, all share that together? And the other thing is with the huddles, I learned over time that doing them over video together and allowing us to see each other. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen one of my team members that I know what her face usually looks like. And if I see that she is down in the dumps that day, or maybe not feeling good, I'm asking her after the call, I'm like, are you okay? Do you need me? I mean, and that allows me, I'm not physically there, but I can, I can see what's going on and be able to be there as a person, as a team leader, a friend, et cetera. There's a big difference between, um, and Jonathan asked us about this. What do you ask of them when they come to the huddle? There's a big difference. And we, we specified that at Workman between a huddle and a meeting, because otherwise you're meet, you know, meetings, meetings, meetings. So in general, can you give us a quick overview of what your huddle looks like? Yeah, so our huddle, of course, over eight years has evolved over time. We have done different things from reading Ogmandino's scrolls from the greatest salesman in the world together. We have, yes, I love it too, Michael. Uh, I have done different, uh, every year I ask my mom, this is a little cheat that I ask her for, and it's a constant Christmas gift that she can always count on from me and vice versa but she gets me one of those old school 365 day tear off calendars that has a motivational quote or success topic on it. And so I, you know, I have it right there and I can say, here's the quote of the day. Um, What has also evolved over time is the fact that my team doesn't need to hear from me all the time. We are very much a team of co-creation. So while I run the team meetings and I'm able to bring some motivation and uh, education and things to those meetings, the huddles are run by different team members. We rotate through. I mean, they're all leaders too. And there's no reason why they can't lead those calls or those huddles. And so we have different team members that rotate through and run different days and they know I mean, number one, then they know the importance of the huddle. They know how much work and effort goes into it because they're running them some days. They also get a say in what the team is talking about. We get to hear their brilliant questions and motivating, motivating, you know, comments for the team and why not hear from them too. And so having them run them, um, it leads into the amazing culture that we have, have as a team helping each of them be, be leaders and, and push them forward in their thoughts and, and mindset too. It gives them authorship. And so Debbie, does that answer your question? Huddle versus meeting Debbie Pelham? Because uh, thank you for posting that, by the way, 
there's a big difference. A huddle, I mean, very often as, as a coach, we'll ask our, our, our clients, you know, what was your huddle? And it can't be uh, a session where we're, you know, just talking about, you know, what's going to be done. Basically, the huddle team leader, and I think, Brooke, you can answer this uh, better than I can, and that is to help them focus on their four pillars during that week, month, or whatever. If it's an ABC week, if it's a top 50 week, if it's a sphere of influence, one of our other coaches, Jamie uh, Taylor, did a terrific job of breaking out top 50 so that we knew how to book, schedule, and execute touch because that's really what it is. And so um, thanks for that question. That's really good. Collaboration is the key. Everybody then feels responsible. It's sort of like making dinner. If somebody else has to do it, they're like, oh, yeah, this was a little work. But, you know, one of the things you talked about is you shifted from calling it the Brookside's team to Grand Allure Home Group. Why did you do that? Because I wanted everyone to have an equal say. I'm the crazy one that said, yes, I'll I'll start the team. I'll be the team leader. I'll go and get my license in three different states. But at the end of the day, we're all, it's a partnership. I feel like we are all partners. They're, regardless of what split they're on or what their 1099 is that they take home at the end of the year or what they focus their business uh, with their goals and whatever their level of success is to them. At the end of the day, we're all, we're all partners in this business. No one likes to feel like they're on an island by themselves or there are very few. And so being able to work on a team where we all make each other look good, we all support and encourage one another. We all kind of pay into the team with whatever our split is and, and, obviously the value prop for what we're getting for that. Um, but that's, that's huge to me is, is being able to have Grand Allure home group. And if I do decide to take my family on the road for 30 days to tour the country during COVID, if Brooke signs isn't physically at the listing appointment, they know they're, they're going to get good service. They're not worried about Brooke signs from Brooke signs team, not showing up. Yeah, see, that's been an issue that we've had over the years. I know Stephanie uh, understands that, Stephanie, who's been with us for a while. And that is, is that if you're a, a solo agent and and you're passing it off to someone else, they're like, oh, well, what happened to Brooke? And But, you, but when you pre-arrange and pre-set the position that they get all of these people to help work, uh, and there's the, and the responsibilities for each segment of the transaction that really makes everything work. I mean, it, it takes the pressure off of you, so you can leave. Is that good? I mean, mm-hmm. is that does anybody have any questions, real quick, of Brooke before we go on to uh, a couple of other uh, key things that we've got going on for? I mean, I really appreciate y'all being here. And I'll tell you the thing about the I, to me, Brooke, the key here is that in order for us to have. Uh, job descriptions and roles within a team. We have to be very clear about who takes care of everything. And I know that you're, like you mentioned earlier, we made a little fun of you about being OCD, but you're very specific on your onboarding with whom you work with and that they believe in the core values and the kinds of things that we uh, project here at Workman Success. Um, What happens, just I'm going to deviate here for a second, when somebody drops the ball, how do you handle that as a team leader? Um, We talk about that a lot. I mean, that's one of the things, even going back to our huddle, that we're very, we ask for the wisdom of the crowd. We help one another when we have objections that come up and um, maybe 
get ourselves into a pickle or an issue. I mean, no one wants to, to be in that situation. So I think sometimes it happens. I mean, we're working with people and they're, you know, closely with their finances, a huge financial commitment or investment in purchasing. And so, um, if we have that, we go back to our core values. We go back to our belief system and how we, we help one another to work through that. I will, I have made the hard calls to a client and will say, I'm sorry, I have no problem coming to anyone with my tail between my legs and, and humbly saying it's, we messed up. It won't happen again and we will make it right. And what does that look like or, or mean for you? I just uh, got done reading a complaint as a gift and I can't tell you the amount of good nuggets that were in that and the training opportunities that I was able to bring to my team in how to look at these, you know, if it's so true, the, the things that are in that book that the author speaks of that if someone doesn't care, they're not going to pick up the phone. The public is so accustomed now to people not caring. They're not going to complain because it doesn't matter. You're not going to do anything about it anyways. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Brian asked us, can you share your team's core values or maybe one with an example of it in action? So I do have, if you go to, um, not to promote my own website here, if you go to grandallurehomegroup.com, you'll see the different websites there for the Carolinas, for West Michigan, and uh, for Florida. And there we share our core values. They are in our listing presentations. They are in our buyer's guides. They are on the homepage of our website. They are very much shared. Um, And what we do is we, we let our clients know how important our core values are to us. That's who we are at our core. I will tell you, Ryan, one of the things that I do just as a, I'm a big acronym person. I feel like it, it makes things easier to remember. So they're based on love. West MI is our Michigan. And, you know, so I, I try to keep it with along those, along those lines, if that answers your question. And I did want to go back. I know uh, Jonathan had asked too, so hopefully we kind of tackled that with what we ask of the team members when they come to the huddle. And I think the only thing there that I really like to ask of them is um, that they show up and really show up and plan to be interactive and engaged, because if not, I'll call on them, um, but that they come on camera, because again, I want to be able to see the whites of their eyes and see um, how they're personally maybe doing that day. And then the ones that are running the huddle are coming with a different topic, a motivational quote or insight for the day, or, Hey, I ran into this well and septic issue. Have any of you run into similar issues? I have two team members on my team that have been in the business twice as long as I have. And so using the wisdom of the crowd is, is a great tool. It's always good. You know, so uh, I know that you mentioned you're a big fan of of our workman systems and you find yourself uh, using verbalisms, which we all, if you love Big V, you know what that means to uh, like inspect what you expect. And one of the things that we don't do as entrepreneurs, and I know this well, is that we don't ever measure um, 
what we do and how we do it and if it's effective. And so you have about five workman tools that you love. And we already know you love daily success habits, which one of the things that we often hear, uh, Brooke, is like, how do you make, how do you, uh, I don't want to say make them do it, but how do you make your team members report daily success habits so that you know not what they've done all day, but if they're spending their time in the areas that should pay them. Uh, so let's go into daily success habits and tell us what the other four are that you love. Well, I hate to bring it a step back, um, but that's how I kind of do it. So when we start with our business planning and we look at where our business is going to come from for that year, and we look at where we want to be professionally and personally, because that's whatever level of success you want to be personally and professionally, that's hugely important to me. And so I sit down with each one of them and we go through the business planning, which I'm excited. I'm bringing my entire, all my teams to Florida for leverage this year. And we're going to roll up our sleeves and work on our business plan. And for us to be able to do that with the Workman Success Systems family, I'm absolutely stoked and excited to do that. Um, but it starts there. And so if we can say, here's where we're going to get our business from, and then we sit down and I go through each team with each team member individually, and I look at, okay, Terry, let's talk about your four pillars, where we're going to get the business from. And again, we put those into the task sheets and and the daily success habits, honestly, kind of come by accident. So I don't want them thinking about every day you're a failure if you don't hit 61 points. So let's remove that from their mindset and look at the task sheet that they have created alongside me. They had say in it, I, I didn't say this is what you have to do each day. I helped them create this sheet that would work for them and their best interests or level of success for them. And so in doing so, we added things to the task sheet that will get them points. So if they're looking to get work, their four pillars, and one of the things on them is to connect with divorce attorneys then I look at the task sheet and, and we say, okay, what can we do to move this needle forward on this pillar? What activities can we do to try to get those 25 transactions this, this year out of this pillar? And we put those activities in there. So if we get one point per call or one point per email, the activities on the task sheet for that day may say connect with 25 attorneys or follow up with 25 attorneys. That's 25 points if you are making phone calls. And then if they go out and maybe they follow up with the 25 attorneys that they had connected with last week or didn't reach and they send an email to them this, this week, that's another 25 points. Now we're at 50. And then you send out a couple note cards. That's two points a piece. I mean, it just, if you're just focused on those activities and breaking them down, you just accidentally get to 61 points or more. 
Yeah. So it's not, it, that's a really good way to look at it because we do get a little pushback from that. But you talk about workman tools. I know that the daily success habits have been incorporated into my planned week and, or my perfect week and the top 50 um, and the business plan. I mean, those are pretty much your top ones, if I'm correct. You know, you mentioned that um, you had pretty amazing success. I mean, you started off with what, a hundred thousand a year. And you, mm-hmm. and you know, you were doing well. And then 250, uh, after you started coaching in one year, then 500 in three years and another huge boost to $750,000 gross commission incomes in just five years and opened two different offices. And we had COVID and you took a month off with your kids, uh, running around the country eating, you know, in, enjoying barbecue in Memphis and, you know, chocolate in San Francisco, you did all of that. Uh, Which one do you think gave you permission to accelerate to the next level of income? Was there one? Was it a series? Was it the team? What was it for you? I think uh, taking a step back, and I always tell people that one thing that Workman Success Systems is so fantastic about is not, it's not a one size fits all. You can take these systems and tools, you can implement them into your business, however you would like to, and you can have buyer agents, you can have listing agents, you can have them do both, you know, whatever it it looks like for you, but it's using them. It's like making that commitment to just show up at the gym and get on the treadmill. You know, once you're there, you're going, you're, I mean, you better do it. Otherwise leaving in your gym clothes is pretty embarrassing. So, you know, showing, so show up. And so I took myself back. I said, okay, I'm going to put my CEO hat on and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I know coaching with workman success is we always say it's an investment in time. So you have to be willing to give the time and put in the work and it's a financial commitment or investment as well. And I know when I first told my husband that I had signed up for coaching, he was like, what? what? So I definitely did the ask forgiveness, not permission. <laughs> and he said, you're the most driven person I know, you know, you don't need coaching. But what happened is within 30 days, and he's not in the business or anything, within my first 30 days of being in coaching, he said, Oh, my gosh, I see it. You are now looking at your business and speaking CEO terms, you are looking at your business as a business. So I'm no longer running around like a chick with my head cut off or a pop tart agent, but I'm systematically saying I'm going to take control of my life and manage my time. And in doing so, helping to grow other people in this business and their families. So my team members, I mean, being able to come into a team that they can plug and play and all these systems and tools and resources and being able to catapult them, whether they're a new agent or have been licensed for years, the things that they've wanted to achieve now we can do together and it's able to help them and their families in so many different ways. And so that's extremely fulfilling to me. The, the workman, uh, when I go into the tool, I mean, it's so hard, Terry, because that's where I say that my favorite is, is the one you're going to use. I mean, pick any one of these systems and it's going to significantly change your business if you're not doing it right now. 
So choose one today and maybe add on another one next month. But um, the ABCs, having leads not fall through the cracks. I mean, it's all those, all the leads that I had on sticky notes all over and on my hand and the checkbook and everything else. I mean, to have a place that I could just put the leads and not have those marketing efforts or dollars or relationships spent time creating and maintaining and nurturing just fall through the cracks because they felt forgotten. And a lot of agents, especially if you're listening, uh, just because it's automated, just because the MLS is spitting out, you know, information about what's on the market or what properties have sold for, it's abdication by automation. And so part of what you do is incorporate that touch and that, you know, that rotating touch, whether it's a call, a hard copy, a video, whatever, so that people know that you, you just said it care, but the plug and play thing you kind of blew over. And I thinking that's the one thing that most entrepreneurs need is some structure to grow the business because they're working in the business, but not on the business. And I think you did that really well. You've got this big why, you know, I know your husband, I know your children. They're actually, she, she's like the poster child for perfect family, by the way. Um, the why, I mean, I think, you know, looking at your son's face and seeing that you weren't there was, was probably your, your launch pad, but you've got a why to go to work and do this so that you're intentional about spending your life with your children. And I know you just came back from another trip with them and yet you're confident and you're not like digiphrenic about where, you know, you're not bifurcating your time with them by worrying about the phone or answering the phone or running around, uh, which Christy Buck talked about earlier. I mean, if you're not familiar with Workman, Christy's one of our poster children because she realized she was always on the phone and her life is her two boys. So yours are your daughter and your son. Tell us what's that? Why? What's behind it, Brooke? To me, it really is to create a lifestyle for my family and being present every moment that I'm present with them. One of the greatest things I learned from Burl is to do the date nights with my spouse and date days with my kids. And that is something we look forward to. I mean, if I have to move it from one Sunday to the next, the kids are like, what? Why are we moving date day? And (laughs) I have done this for eight years now, since I first met Verl and heard him on stage, we have done date days with the kids. It happens every month. It's, you know, my son and I one month and daughter and husband, and then the next month we alternate and they get to choose what we do for two or three hours. Uh, We have had to put limitations around there because they're getting smarter and they know certain things like a shopping spree at the mall isn't really appropriate. Um, but it's it's something that we can all look forward to together. And of course, my visit all 50 states as a family, and that was something that, that you already mentioned is, I mean, doing that and being able, we have two states left as a family, to be able to have traveled to all 50 states together as a family of four. And we've got the whole, I mean, people send me, text me, different map images and different things I need for my travel wall of my house all the time. And we've got the pictures in the States and all the stuff, but I mean, that's why. And yes, we have been to Alaska, Debbie, we did the Alaskan cruise last August. Um, But that's where, I mean, just being able to do those things, I couldn't, I don't want to say I couldn't have done it. I don't think I would have done it anywhere near as 
well because I can step away and I know that with the systems and processes and the people I've surrounded myself with, I mean, we are very picky as a team on who, you know, we want to work with as part of our culture. We're protective of that. Good for you. Well, you know, as we wind this up, you know, uh, if you're not a workman client, uh, we give away everything. As, as a matter of fact, I mean, we're, we're a very generous company and, if if you were struggling with one thing uh, and you, not you, Brooke, because I know you've already walked that walk, but if you were struggling with one thing, uh, which would really get the most return on investment of both time and money, which of the tools would you recommend the most? And then I'm going to ask, hang on, I'm going to ask all of you what your next step's going to be. So start thinking about it now. I'm not letting you off the hook. I want to see some stuff posted or some somebody get coming off of mute to tell us. But go ahead, tell us what do you think would be the ROI that you would want, Brooke, knowing every all the things that we have? I would say, I mean, the top 50 tracker is free. Just go into people that already know, like, and trust you or, you know, that you know, like, and trust or want to get to know better. As a mom, I know I don't want to send my kids to a house of parents that I don't know. And so being able to put them on my top 50, like, hey, if our kids are going to hang out together, we have to know each other a little bit better. Um, One of the things that I'm kind of famous for uh, as a workman coach, and this is not a good thing, so don't, don't do what I did. Uh, But I, I pushed back big time um, with my coach about hiring an admin. And Verl had said from day one, if, if you don't have an admin, you are one that couldn't be more true. I pushed back on it. Um, The one thing that I'll tell anyone that if you're just starting off and you're looking at how much you have to pay an admin, there are different resources and you can hire someone that is just going to be a transaction coordinator from, you know, to get you through closing and handle the paperwork on each one as it closes, you know, start off small and then you can grow from there and have someone. I mean, once I started hiring admins, you couldn't stop me. It allows me to help. I mean, it's the best thing. It allows me to, um, duplicate my activities over and over again and to be able to help my team members so they can be out in the field showing houses, negotiating contracts and attending closing. Yeah, you know, a top 50, if you're not familiar with it, there are 50 people that you know, by the way, you'll get stuck at 35, um, that no love and trust you. And it's just like a restaurant, you know, oh, I had a great meal at, you know, ABC restaurant. Well, you're not expecting the restaurant to buy, you know, dinners for free the rest of your life. You just have that implied endorsement of how good it is. And, you know, in today's world, there's lots of not uh, real information. And when you're handling something as delicate as real estate, uh, people need help and they want that, that confidence. And that's what Top 50 is it's about taking 50 people and they can be family and past clients and whatever. They can be a combination of people that know, love and trust you and would refer you in a New York second because they have total confidence that you would take care of them. Now, one of the things that people don't understand is that, you know, top 50 allows you to be that celebrity authority because real estate is not just about houses. It's about landscaping and babysitters and everything else. So you become that celebrity authority by promoting them as well. So top 50, uh, I would just say, uh, who's it? Debbie says, uh, I also a top 
TC and my agents depend on me heavily. Yeah, well, how about it? You know, as a team leader, you want to help people help the people that they help. So top 50 is probably one of the best, but I'm, I'm looking for everybody to um, tell us what your next steps are going to be. What's your best takeaway from today's session with Brooke? And what do you think is going to be your first step when you leave? Because we all go to these things. We take great notes. You know, we, we decide we're going to do it and then nothing happens, right? It's like starting a diet. I can do it every day. So Stephanie says, implementing the task sheet for my team huddle. I think that's a good one. What do you think, Brooke? Mm-hmm. I love that, Stephanie. And the other thing that I didn't add in too much there, but incorporate their personal goals too. I had a team member that he didn't have a great relationship with his father. And so every Thursday I had put on his task sheet. Well, we had put it on together as we were creating it, that every Thursday he would call dad and just talk with him. And so those things, we want to have that, that good balance, that wheel of life where we have the balance. We don't want the tires to be a a triangle as we're going through having the balance all, all around uh, is important. Well, and Debbie posted, I have all three tools now, and it's simply implement work works. So Deb, what's going to be your first step? I don't know if you can come off and tell us or not. This is the silly part about it, because of course, it's so simple. It's almost like you feel goofy that you haven't done it. I have my top 50 filled out. I'm all about filling out the forms. That's the first step. Good job. (laughs) Okay. Now you need to reach out to these people. So I think where I get stumped is, okay, so how do I approach them? Cause I know, I know you can't just say, Hey, I'm still in real estate. You know? So my, my whole hangup is I don't want to sound salesy. I don't want to, you know what I mean? And that, that genuine touch, sometimes it's kind of difficult if it's somebody you haven't talked to in a little while or, that's a perfect uh, apology script. Don't you hear it? Gee, I dropped the ball. I'm so sorry. And you know, I drove past your house. I thought about you. I remembered what we had going on, blah, blah, blah. How's it going? How's the family? Use the Ford script. Yeah. And then, you know, get their birthdays, find out if they've had more kids or, you know, got rid of some or whatever, what the kind of dog they've got. People just want they don't want to be asked for business because you're going to go into whiteout if somebody says, hey, got a referral for me? You're like, God, no, let me go to Kroger and see if I can find one. I mean, you know, give them the opportunity uh, to give back to you uh, by being concerned. So be authentic. Double tell them, you, you know, you've got a brand new thing coming up with client appreciation events and special care for your top 50. Top 50 can be family and friends and past clients, but they get treated differently. So, uh, yeah, that's where the consistency comes in. And Brooke's got that down with how she handles that. Um, And Debbie, make it fun. You know, make it a goal to learn something new about them and to track that every time you call. Like, just be interested in what they want to say and track that. So if if they say, oh, we just went on a cruise to so-and-so or what, or you know, we love red wine or we love dog parks or we love, you know, trail running or whatever, serve them regardless of any opportunity. So the next time you go past the new dog park, take a picture and say, Hey, here's a new one. Max would love to probably try this out. You should bring, bring your dog Max here. Just think of how, how you can just show up for them. And in turn, they'll show up for you. Yeah. That tracker is one of the best ways. Just, it's just, there's uh Debbie. So we, make sure we touch them once a month and not like 
military, but in, in authentic interest. Well, I want to thank um, Sean. Thank you very much for saying don't focus on failures. It's hard not to do that, especially if you're Catholic and guilty. But, um, you know, everybody starts off somewhere. And the good news is that if we have the attitude of advancing our skill set, even with one more thing, one more time, which is one of the elements of our daily success habits, we're going to do that. Because Brooke wasn't always successful. She's had bad days too, and we all do. But here's the thing. We can always have solutions. Michael, I want you to walk. I'm going to follow up with you, Michael. Make sure you're working on that top 50. You can't job, miss Michael. With top 50. <laughs> yes. Join us every, you know, we we do this all the time. We, you know, Workman offers so many great resources. If you want more information, go to workmansuccess.com. Click on getting some information about how to advance your skill set and your income to the next level. I'm Terry Murphy, Master Coach with Workman Success. I adore Brooke Signs. And of course, Harry, thanks for helping us in April behind the scenes. Um, make it a great week. Be intentional. Do something different today that's going to change your tomorrow. It's not going to change just because you're thinking about it. Let's see if you've got it. Let's see if you can go forward and, you know, help someone help you help them. Got it? Join us again next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.